Hello and welcome to the Cafe Bitcoin podcast, brought to you by Swan Bitcoin, the best way to buy and learn about Bitcoin. I'm your host, Alex Danton, and we're excited to announce that we're bringing the Cafe Bitcoin conversation from Twitter Spaces to you on this show, the Cafe Bitcoin podcast, Monday through Friday, every week. Join us as we speak to guests like Michael Saylor, Len Alden, Corey Clipston, Greg Foss, Tomer Strohlight, and many others in the Bitcoin space. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get notifications when we launch a new episode. You can join us live on Twitter Spaces Monday through Friday, starting at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern every morning to become part of the conversation yourself. Thanks again. We look forward to bringing you the best Bitcoin content daily here on the Cafe Bitcoin Podcast. Welcome to Cafe Bitcoin. Good morning and welcome, everybody. Um, our mission for this show is to provide the signal in a sea of noise and teach the other 7 billion people on this planet why there is hope because of this bright orange future that we call Bitcoin. Today, we are going to continue our conversation about signing devices, aka hardware wallets, and uh, coverage of the Bitcoin 2023 conference coming to you live. The event's coming up this week. This morning, I'm over here uh, on at Miami Beach, going to be heading over to the uh, the Thank God for Bitcoin pre-conference conference here just in a little bit right after the show, actually. Morning, Ant. And hey, morning. Right on. Good morning, Nate. Good morning. Shout out to my boy, Shane Hazel. Me and Shane went out for a bite last night, got some pizza, walked around Miami Beach. Good times. Did you use lightning to pay for the pizza? I did not. I mean, there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of normies out there. We have a lot of work to do, fellas. Did Crescent you walk ball. on the beach in the moonlight? Holding hands, even. Hey, you know, I saw the I saw the little uh, uh, video clip of Corey um, on on YouTube uh, talking about um, branding uh, Bitcoin at at um, conferences. He's going to do it at the Turkish thing that's in the some kind of Turkish uh, meetup or something that's in um, uh, L.A. And I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit. I don't really know anything about it. So we'll have to so, get with Corey to find out more. Okay, so he just for for context, he put out a a um, uh, a video on YouTube, and basically at this event, what they're going to do is they're going to brand all of the cups with either uh, Bitcoin Swan or Bitcoin and Swan logos. They have three three different cup designs, and the idea is to and i thought it was a pretty good idea actually the idea is to just put the the brand out there so if bitcoin had a brand it would be the bitcoin symbol but just to get people aware so that they see it on a cup and they go oh i wonder what that is or it just becomes i think as Corey was saying it just becomes kind of a common thing for people to see and so yeah. they begin to to associate it as something that's just in uh, the community yeah that thing is on may 21st it's the turkish festival at the Shoreline Aquatic Park in Long Beach, if anyone's in the L.A. area. And it's free. Good morning, Shane. What's up, man? 
morning, everybody. Good hanging out with you, even if it was, uh, you know, a, a two bald guys down here in Miami Beach. People don't look at you weird when when it's just two guys, two guys hanging out like that. It's it's pretty cool. But hey, uh, no, I'm excited to be down here, man. It's uh, trying to find out uh, uh, what's going on. I think uh, Nico and Ben Perrin got the uh, I think touching the tips thing this morning. If anybody's interested as well, it's going to be a hell of a good time. Nate, what's going on? Um, I don't know if you wanted to jump into like serious stuff just yet. I was going to bring up the whole ledger new code. You were going for... to bring out bring it up, or you just brought it up? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Ledger put some new code on their devices this morning that enables the sharding and storage in the cloud of your seed phrase. So there is technically a way to ex exfil your seed words from your device without your knowledge or intent it is there are, are are you sure about the their ability to do it without your knowledge i mean we were talking about that in the back channel i mean I, it's a it's a horrible horrible idea regardless even if that parade of horribles is not present um to to have a seed phrase stored by anybody in in anything except for some multi-sig configuration um but it's even worse with a company that is known for uh, having security issues and proprietary software. So that was one of the things that we were talking about is, does anybody know if that is actually um, the case that they can uh, grab your seed phrase without your knowledge? My question back at you is, if you don't know one way or the other, should you use the device? Well, no, that's I agree. I mean, no, I don't use the the, the device. Um, I, I I actually have two of them that I stopped using a long time ago, thanks to Bitcoin Maxis and Cafe Bitcoin and uh, a lot of other uh, individuals. Um, I I gravitated towards uh, Cold Card and in particular to uh, free and open source software. So uh, I was that's been vetted. But I guess I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, uh, inappropriately or incorrectly uh, besmirch um a a company um for something fuck that i ledger. don't know that they're doing fuck ledger i'll say it for you all right so we've established that there's some potentially sketchy stuff going on but we don't know for sure i mean i don't i don't think nate you know for sure i don't know for sure like we don't know what the process is so to uh, it, it is is it it is one, a bit of a thing? hold up hold up it is a bit of a leap, in my opinion, to go from they are going to store your seed phrase somehow. We don't exactly know the details of what that means. Two, they can actually access it and pull it off of your ledger. Those are two totally different things, right? It's a closed source system. They do not allow you to see the code. So okay, not that's, knowing. That's fair. However, it, it doesn't. Um, that doesn't prove what I said just now is not true. So what I'm right, trying to say is, I, I'm leap. saying the it's the a leap. unknown. The unknown should be enough. The fact that we do not know should be enough. And the one thing, well, just just as a PSA is, don't update your firmware. Just don't. <laughs> if you're already using a ledger, don't update the firmware. Yeah, the problem with that, though, is that if they don't, not to, I don't want to interrupt, but if they don't enter, uh, 
update their firmware, then they won't be able to move their coins after a while. Right. But that, that was the next thing I was going to say. Well, are yeah, you guys talking about this new ledger there. thing? Are you talking about this new thing <laughs> yes. that ledger just dropped? Okay, yes. hold on. Hold on, you guys. I've read so many fucking tweets this morning already in the last 10 minutes. This is a big deal that people understand this. Okay? The, the 24 words that a ledger gave you when you created your Bitcoin wallet, that is your wallet. The ledger is a signing device. So... If you're feeling weird about all of this and you want to move to something else, take those 24 words, load them into any new device you want. Your 24 words is your wallet. Your 24 yeah. words are what supposedly Ledger never had access to, although because it is closed source and because it is not an air-gapped device and because they steer everyone to use their companion software that comes with the hardware for everything, there's a lot of points of trust there. And TC, if you don't trust them, just don't TC, use it again. TC, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say that a better suggestion is to um, get a, uh, a, a different company's yeah, that's uh, exactly what I just said. You use your 24 and, words. Hold on, hold and on. You and load them just in. Just Let me finish, please. And spin up a new seed phrase and transfer your Bitcoin from the private keys that ledger potentially holds to private keys that they absolutely do not hold that that's a given peter what i'm talking about is one step even before that how do you well, move yeah. to anything you it's from a, to you hold it's on a given to you it's a given. okay let me let me be explicit okay the point here is if you've got some bitcoin sitting on a, uh, a address on a wallet that you generated using a ledger you don't need to use the ledger again you take your seed phrase, your 24 words, you go to a new device, say a cold card, just random choice. I'm not promoting anything here. Just pick a cold card or whatever you got. And instead of creating a new seed phrase on it, you load from the existing seed phrase. So what I'm saying is even before you start moving things, you can instantiate that wallet on a new hardware device use new software and don't touch ledger's system at all that's the point the, one of the things that's bugged the crap out of me about ledger for years now is that they you know push their customers to use their software so it's called ledger live and people use the ledger device and they plug it into their computer and now they're using the ledger live software i think they have a phone app too yeah but what you're doing when you use that is you're using Ledger's nodes to communicate with the Bitcoin network. So all your activity is going through their nodes. So if you have any trust issues here, the best thing to do is just bypass them entirely. And how you do that is you take your seed phrase, load it into some new device. Then you can either use that same device or a different device to create another wallet address if you want. And then you can start moving things. My point is, is when you want to start moving things, don't do it through that same infrastructure. Don't do it through Ledger Live and, right. and through the Ledger device. That's it. Dom Bay. Yeah, hey, I had a follow-up for TC. And just, you know, uh, not to defend Ledger because I'm on board with all you guys uh, after learning about Cold Card and, you know, it's it's not even a question for those listening in the audience. I know they did say 
uh, and, and I don't know if this is, you know, inaccurate or not, that even with the sharded encrypted, you know, three-part shard. So hang they, on, hang, hang on one second. I'm going to ask you to slow down for a minute. When you say it's a given, like TC came up and said, it's a given. And then Dombe, now you're saying it's not even a question. I want, I want you guys to know, we have a lot of people who listen to this show. A lot of people listen to it on the podcast. A lot of people are brand new to Bitcoin. And I will tell you, there are a lot of people who come to me as Swan clients are like, yeah, I use a ledger. And this is a problem because, well, let me, ask, let me ask you a question. When it comes to iPhones, why do you think people use iPhones? One of the reasons people use iPhones is that they're very sleek and they look really good and they're, they're aesthetically pleasing as a device. Do you have any idea how many wealthy clients pick a ledger just because of the way it looks and feels in their hand? This is a real issue. Like I, 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 you know, I'm in the camp that I, I wish NVK and Gold Card would would change it, have a version of that that's sleek. Okay, wicked gold plated, gold plated version. Brother, you can dislike it all you like. I'm telling you, the reality is, is that there are shit ton of people who buy Half things. things for Hey, Alex. Yeah, they are Alex. We need to make one of those tiny little no, no, no. screens. Though. Hold on a second. <laughs> Alex, Alex, I understand what you're saying. The thing that is interesting, though, is that that concept will fly out the window literally the first moment you actually use a cold card because it's actually just as sleek, just as, like, it, quality. I mean, you feel it. Yeah, you press but, the buttons. But, my, but you're missing what I'm saying. They're not going to buy the cold card because of the way it looks. They're just not going to buy think, it. What you this have to communicate. Yeah, I, I, I don't that think Apple you should. Package. I don't think you should feed into that, Alex. I think the point yeah, here is, is you're talking about security of people's I'm not funds. Feeding into it. What I'm telling you is what is happening. This I think. Is not I think me the point feeding, here. This Alex, is not me Alex. like creating a narrative. This is me Alex, telling you the, uh, what's the, happening. The I talk thing, to people about this all day, every day. I'm telling you. We this believe is what's you. happening. We believe you, Alex. I think the thing that you have to drive home, and one of the design choices that uh, CoinKite is making, is having kind of like a clear case so that you can see the internals. I don't know if you've seen the the post coming out recently with you know ledgers and uh, trezors, and basically there's people out there who are retrofitting these uh, devices to have like internals that you know communicate the seed phrases back to them. So if yes. you have a device that you can't see the internals of. That is a that is a huge security um, risk, right? And I think that's one of the design choices that CoinKite makes. They make kind of a clear case, which obviously has to be plastic in order so you know so you can actually see the internals and, and know that. Okay, it's well let me let me let me ask you a question. Out of a hundred people who buy, who buy, I mean, a, they could make it out of like like uh, you know, let, can I, something. Would it be would that be can, better? Wicked. Let me finish. Out of 100 people who buy a cold card Mark IV, how many of them are going to look at the clear case and compare the circuit board to the, the this circuit is, board this that's is why actually produced? Why are you interrupting me? I have a point no, 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 because this is important. If you were going to buy a car, it doesn't matter how sleek the car looks. If I told you it had a kill switch and the manufacturer could kill your car at any moment while you're on the freeway, would you even that's consider a, that? I love a, Teslas. What are you talking about? Isn't that a TC, Tesla? You know, that's a dumb argument. That's a dumb argument. Because kidding, I don't I'm, like Teslas. You know, I was, in, I was in California the other day and there are freaking Teslas. Like you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Tesla. So the reality is there's a lot of dumb Not people make out it. there. And they are going to buy the Tesla. Yeah, it's uh, happening. Whether I you like it or not, 
just to agree with, with Alex's point, and I think, you know, Alex is basically talking about mass appeal, right? And I totally get what Wick is saying. I totally get the idea behind, you know, the whole translucent case of the cold card. But it looks ugly as fuck. That, that, that's the truth. It's an amazing hardware wallet, but it looks ugly as fuck. It yeah, looks like a calculator on purpose. But, but 90, I want that new possibly one. more, probably fuck 99 yeah, I want that one too. people out of 100 aren't going to dismantle that, that, that device uh-huh. and check that it works. No one's going to dismantle anything. Look, the point here is very, very, very simple, okay? It's not about aesthetics. You have a whole choice of different products out there to choose from. Ledger just has a brand name. And I remember in 2017 when I was just getting into this shit, it's and people said, and it just rolls, and it rolls off the tongue. If people not, if it's it not rolls about off the aesthetics. tongue, people would say, get a Ledger or a Treasure. Get a Ledger or a Treasure. Like, that was the not, mantra. And there's just so many more choices now. If it's not about aesthetics, why do people buy Lambos? Why do people buy Audis? Why do people buy Aston Martin? I understand your point. Freaking percent about I understand your point. The the point is, is using Bitcoin requires activating some brain cells. I'm sorry, but this is not for the the sheep. This is not for the people who aren't thinking, who are doing something thoughtlessly. You have to literally, no, no, no. You have to. Bitcoin is for anyone. Anyone, and it's It's not not for for everyone. That's correct, Alex. It is for the people who care about holding their money sovereignly. It's for people who care about not getting rug pulled. Yeah, like if that's you, a simple concept. If you don't understand Alex, Bitcoin, to do then you're not going to make it, and you're going to have to. We're not asking them to do math problems. We're asking them to use their fucking brain for one second. Just use no, their brain no, for one second, okay? And okay. and when you're well, making then, a choice about well, what hardware then. you're using, look, I put a post up in the nest. It's from NVK, and I think it's actually pretty pretty cool what he's saying. He says CoinKite doesn't even know if you've ever turned on your cold card wallet. CoinKite doesn't have app software wallet because okay, that's one more trust point. Now you're conflating two different things. I'm no, it's the most important thing. And you're talking about security. I know. I, I would I say agree. you're. I would say you're I going off. I agree with path. you. No, I agree with you hundred percent on the security aspect. There's no doubt in my mind that Cold Card Mark IV is probably the best one. I use it. Several of them. So I, I just and they're awesome. Alex, my point there's, is, there's don't one say more layer. Cold Card Mark IV. Say. Air-gapped is the most important thing. You do not want the manufacturer of your device knowing what you're doing. You do not want any other human being on planet Earth. This is a good one, Alex. This is one that'll hit home with your clients, okay? You want to be able to generate your private key and know with certainty you're literally the only human on the planet that has access to that key. That is what air gap means, Alex. When you generate the wallet offline, disconnected from the internet, that's the point. You are that's aesthetically pleasing. You are preaching. That's an aesthetically pleasing concept, right there. You're preaching to the choir. All right. And every time I talk to a client, I do recommend that they get cold card, and I explain why. What I'm trying to share with you is that regardless of how strongly you feel about this, there are a crap ton of people who buy the ledger and come to me saying they have a ledger because they bought it. And why did they buy it? Tell them, tell them to ask one thing for. (laughs) Alex, to your, to your point, there's a, there's a, I'll start doing that wicked. And then then I'll let you know when I'm looking for a new job. You can, you can hire me to do it. I'll I'll be fired by Corey in a fucking heartbeat. I'll do it. (laughs) Well, Alex, there's another point though, to what you're making. That's also a big thing because assuming that ledger has people that look into these decisions, right? And maybe they do some some uh, field research. How many, you know, how many people of the larger population don't want to have possession 
of their keys and have that responsibility. We hear that as well because surely Ledger had, they had to have known that there was going to be backlash. They know their history. They know the way that the, 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 you know, uh, uh, Bitcoiners are going to feel about this, but then did they have to make the decision? Hey, we have more, more clients requesting this. What's the point of a hardware device? You know, if if you were just going to sort of outsource that trust to a third party, what's the difference between that and just leaving it on an exchange? Well, for us, we realize we understand the difference, but there's a lot of people that go, I would do this if there was some backup to where I could just know if I lost my stuff, I could still get my funds. There are people, whether they're right or wrong, there's a lot of people, non-Bitcoiners, which is the majority of the population, that feel that way. You yeah, remember by the headlines of that guy in the landfills and stuff. Those headlines, FUD headlines. Do you guys remember when Udi tweeted out that like 12 word seed phrases are a bad idea? You remember that? Or when seed phrases are a bad idea? So yeah. he, he actually clarified like, yeah, so we, we had like a little debate or talk or whatever on a space last week. And he clarified that tweet. And I thought it was actually kind of a good clarification because what he said is he said that he meant that tweet for shitcoiners. He knows that Bitcoiners can handle seed phrases, but he, but, but basically what he was saying is that shitcoiners are irresponsible and they can't handle seed phrases or they don't know the importance the same way that Bitcoiners know, you know, how, how important it is to, <laughs> to manage that seed phrase and, you know, to keep it safe and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. And so I think what you have to realize with Ledger is that they are marketing to shitcoiners. They don't care about Bitcoiners. They know that their customer base is a bunch of fucking idiots who don't know how to manage 24 words. I beg to differ. Oh, wow. I, I don't. I don't agree because um, you guys got. You got to know. Uh, one and a half years ago, I, I left Ledger. Um, I've actually worked on this specific uh, product up till up till when I left. Um, and I know that Ledger is very data driven. They do very good uh, re- research on whatever they bring to the market, and obviously. Ledger is trying to aim at the masses, like like Alex. Um, That's what I'm saying. That's exactly yeah, so, what I'm saying. Exactly. So, so when you're him, when you're can, when you're saying that Ledger does not care about people that uh, they are into Bitcoin. That's that's just not true because Ledger that well knows that 90 to 95 percent of all their users have Bitcoin. And only a small minority uses. I, I said Bitcoiners, not people who are into Bitcoin. There's a there's a clear distinction. All right, but but Bitcoiners. There's a there's a there's a learning curve. Most people don't just get into Bitcoin right away. It will take them some time before they realize what's happening, and that there's only there's only one project in the space that's really worth their time and attention. And uh, I've been a shitcoiner myself. Uh, you may have been. I don't know you well enough. Yeah, to me too. <laughs> yeah. So so maybe you can sympathize with that. And what Ledger's trying to do here, they're trying to cater to all their all the users that are afraid, like mo. mo- this this product specifically probably is not intended for for people that have already um, bought and used their device. It's probably meant for those that are hesitant to pull their their coins off an exchange because they don't want to handle the responsibility of uh, of dealing with their uh, recovery phrase. So I think if anything, this service is not meant for people that are already using a hardware wallet. It's it's meant to convince those that are scared of doing so. Okay. I just want to say thanks for coming up, David. That was very, uh, I appreciate you coming up and giving a counterpoint. I mean, we were going pretty hard at Ledger this morning. We will probably continue this discussion in a minute. I just want to give a, a couple of quick housekeeping items. First of all, you're listening to Cafe Bitcoin. Good morning and welcome. This is episode 346, if you're new. 
and haven't been here before. We do talk about Bitcoin. We do it every single day. We're running the show for only an hour today. I'm over at uh, Miami Beach right now for the Bitcoin 2023 conference. So we're going to be giving you some live coverage from the conference every day. Uh, just a little bit, just to let you guys know that we haven't forgot about you. We love you. We want to make sure that uh, we're delivering the signal. So um, a couple of quick stat things, and we will keep rolling here. Bitcoin impenetrable freedom force field level is at, Ant? 338 exahash per second estimated. Fastest fees, 99 sats per e-byte. So it's gone up a little bit. All right. We're, we're 347 days until the next halving. And you can buy 3,688 sats for 130 fiat dollars, not too late. However, we have mined 92.92, excuse me, 92.25% of the total supply of Bitcoin that will ever be mined in the history of the human race has already been mined. You might want to get some in case it catches on. Just saying. Hey, anyway, Alex, there was a cool, yep. there was a cool number uh, we just hit um, about an hour ago. Block, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We hit block uh, 790,000, which means there's less than 50,000 blocks to the next having. Round numbers. TikTok, next block. So today and tomorrow, there's going to be the Thank God for Bitcoin conference. There should be a link up in the nest if you guys want to check that out. If you're in Miami, let's go. I'm heading over there in about an hour. Tomorrow, um, I'm doing range day. One slot left if you want to go. Beginners are welcome. Um, shoot me a DM. What else? Thursday, uh, I will be at the Swan booth all day at the conference. If you want to go come visit, whatever, uh, I'll, I'll be there in the morning. I should say Thursday night, we're doing a Swan private kickoff party. Then of course there's talk to happy hour that evening. Also the deep. Oh, by the way, if you're a Swan private member and you need to get into that toxic happy hour party, and you don't have tickets yet, contact either me, John Har, Stephen Lubka. And then, yeah, more fun Friday and Saturday. Got a bunch of hands here. I don't know who's next. Be gentlemen, please. So I just want to say there's there's some stuff going on in the back channels about some people who are concerned. Um, you have every right to be concerned. Um, the reality is, is that your nothing is going to probably happen immediately. You have some time. This is just information uh, for you to be able to make a choice to move your private keys to a uh, more secure kind of, uh, of uh, protocol and, you know, set or set up and Device. Yes. In, in any case, it, 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 this isn't something that that, you know, you're there was a question about a seed phrase being completely um, uh, unusable. And that's not what we're saying. This is just information for you to be able to go ahead and protect yourself. Nothing's going to happen probably, you know, immediately. This is just information to, to, to get it done. This is impetus, you know, and everybody goes through this. Almost everybody up here probably had a ledger or a treasurer to begin with. And eventually you learn that it's just not safe. So you go to something better. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the thing. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I was a shit quarter. I had a ledger device. I used it for a very long time. It was fine. Nothing ever happened in terms of like losing coins or anything like that. But I will say once I kind of started to learn more about, you know, self-custody and the responsibility of making a seed phrase and keeping it safe and keeping your device air gaps and all these things that we learn about, you know, I started to not really sleep well at night. 
knowing that, uh, you know, I had my, my, my seed phrase stored on a ledger, right? So, I mean, I think this is something that we kind of, we learn over time. Um, and by the way, I mean, like, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Fuck it. Yeah, here's the good news about all this. I mean, it, it, if you're new and, and it's scary, I know somebody sent a message, you know, saying that they're 24, they're feeling insecure about their 24 word phrase now listening to us speak. And they had a ledger that they bought like a couple years ago. I mean, here's the good news as I see it. I mean, it's not like a hack event, right? Like, it's just a concern, like this big company has made a change. And, and like Peter said, now, you know, you have a choice to make. And the good news as I see it is that, again, Bitcoin, it, it doesn't live within Ledger. Like, you know, Ledger is just one of the apps in this ecosystem. And there's multiple ways in this protocol to move your money off of that, you know, platform onto another wallet. I mean, it's these systems exist. You can either import it with the 24 words like TC said, or you can just move it with a simple send operation to another wallet. I mean, it's all up to you or you don't even have to. You can keep it on Ledger if you want. You know, but it's up to you with this stuff. That's the point. Now you have to think about this because this news hit, you have to like figure it out. You know, what do you want to do? And the Bitcoin protocol offers multiple ways for you to do this. And it's, it's not something to be freaked out about your, your, your setup. You just got to change it. If, if you need something stronger, this might be that time to look at it. I remember what I was going to say. Uh, you don't have to update your ledger firmware. So, you know, this is an update, right? I don't know if it's an update to the devices firmware or an update to Ledger Live or both. Um, but if this update makes you uncomfortable, you know, then the, I, don't, I don't think they're forcing you to update. So but if you've got a Ledger... Eventually, though, aren't you going to have to update eventually or you won't be able to, to use the maybe. software? So that, that was but the point I was making. If you have your time, words, yeah. if you have your words... Your words are your wallet. That, that is your Bitcoin wallet. Yeah, the, like the Bitcoin, it won't let you do it, but the Bitcoin, you have your words. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to change about what Ant said is you're not moving your Bitcoin off of Ledger's platform. What you're doing is you're bypassing their hardware and software. And by virtue of doing that, you're not using their node anymore for okay. communicating with the network. Any, any, anyone who's listening to this, either on the podcast or the live show, if you're freaked out about this and you want help moving to a different uh, signing device or hardware device, DM me. I'll walk you through it personally after these jerk offs have scared the absolute crap out of all of you. <laughs> no, actually, I, this I is, this I is don't what's cool. Because being called yeah. a jerk off. So, sometimes, I was not like, one of these jerk offs. Thank you very much. She was talking about people here. don't always like understand exactly, like, hey, where is the Bitcoin? What is the wallet? Like, a lot of people, when you start out, you think that your hardware device is holding your Bitcoin. It's not, it's just holding your, your actual private key, the actual thing that allows you and only you to move the Bitcoin on the network. So that key takes the form of being stored on that hardware device. It also takes the form of the words that you backed up. And that's honestly the most important backup because that's what allows you to take that wallet and use any other hardware or any other software you want. So you take your words and you go and you maybe explore a new hardware device. And you maybe check out some new software to go with it. And you make those choices. And so you don't even have to move your Bitcoin. All you're doing in that case is you're literally just taking your keys and you're not using that hardware or software again. You're moving to a different set of tools to use the same wallet. 
and this is the beauty of the system too, right? You know, to, to everyone's point, everyone's saying this, a similar thing just in different ways, but this is the beauty of the system. You know, newsflash, your money is in, in a bank account, you're getting rug pulled over time and you may just get rug pulled all of a sudden as well. So it's, it's that trade-off and we get to understand and know that's the beauty of the system where whether it's the wallets that are, are closed or, or open source, we have people monitoring this 24-7. You don't get that in the legacy system. So I think that's an important just reminder for everyone listening to this. If you are scared, we have this where guys come up here, guys and gals come up here and are bitching at each other. This is great stuff. We don't, this is like an FOMC meeting except with actually intelligent people. You guys actually get to see what's going on and make a decision for yourself, unlike the current system. Hey, when you're talking about intelligence, speak for yourself. Well, there's a few, a few people, Peter. I just, I just want to point out, I've used Ledger for quite a while and I haven't been updating it specifically. I use it as kind of a smaller wallet, um, but they keep a lot of their tools on Ledger Live in like a module form, like they'll add something and they'll change it, they'll move it here or there. And I think this is, they, they've spoken about it as a service that they're intending to uh, offer. I think it's just simply another module and they're gonna have their own little space on Ledger Live for it. Um, so I don't necessarily believe that they have had this kind of methodology already on the device. Again, it's closed source. I, I, I'm talking on my ass in it. So what's aspect. happening is they're rolling out a firmware update for the Ledger Nano X. And if you, um, if you run the update, what will change is the software on the device, and then they will add the option. It will add the feature to let you subscribe to this new, to this new service called Ledger Recover. So existing users that are already using the device that have already set up their, their seed phrase, they just can ignore this, this whole functionality, obviously. So you, you don't need to subscribe to it. You don't need to use it. Uh, you can just continue using your device as normal. Um, and if having that functionality in your device, um, upsets you or you disagree with it, then obviously you're free to take your, to take your recovery phrase and, uh, move your funds to, to another service or to another device. There's actually no, no problem at all with do, doing that. Um, so this is, all this is doing is adding that functionality to your device and, uh, how it works is when, and when you subscribe to this new service, you're going to set up your device. The seed phrase that's going to be generated on the device will be sharded, will be split into three parts, the device on it, on the device, then the device will encrypt each of those shards and send it to three independent companies, including ledger coin cover and a third independent, uh, well, they're all the independent of each other, uh, but a third, um, a, a third, uh, company that's specialized in, in maintaining secrets. Uh, the the different encrypted shards cannot are are uh, they're useless on their own. So none of those companies can independently use the the in, encrypted shard to get your private key. Uh, and um, if you would lose your access to your recovery phrase, you would need to then uh, go through the module again to to restore your private key, and it will use your identity using a service provider called OnFido, which is uh, basically uh, checking your, uh, your ID document and a, a face scan uh, to determine that it's actually you getting your, your secret back and it's not someone uh, trying to impersonate you. And then um, the two or three 
two out of the three encrypted shards will be sent back to your Ledger Nano X, and the Ledger Nano X will reconstruct the private key so you can uh, can get access to your to your coins again. That's how it technically works. If you're not using the service, then the device is is does not behave in any other fashion than how it used to before. It meaning that the secret cannot leave the the secure element it's just the same device as before but now you have this option that you can choose to use when you first set up the device uh, is, is the device needed changes. is the device needed for the recovery yes okay. yeah so There's you can't no, lose you can't lose your seed phrase and the device not that specific device you could lose your device but you could you purchase another ledger nano x uh and then you can use that to recover if that's clear that's not clear. How would that? You don't need your works? specific Ledger Nano X. If you lose yours and you lose the the recovery phrase, you can get another Nano X uh, that's that's brand new, and then you can use your identity to go through the recovery um, module, and then you'll get the the secret back on your device. So your new device will act as the old one. Is it so? Is the encryption then dependent on the identity and not necessarily on the device? Um, How does that work? That's a good question. I don't know. Because the device isn't going to know anything about your identity. So I don't understand how the device could encrypt those shards. And then you can recreate that encryption on a new device if you lose that previous one. I don't know. And biometric identifiers can be stolen. I mean, you know, if somebody somebody's doing a, a $5 wrench attack and they use your biometrics because, you know, your face is the one looking at the camera, it doesn't catch their hand holding your hair while while you're doing it, while they're doing it. I mean, I don't know. I uh, very suspect. So the, the service actually comes like this is why coin cover is in is one of the three providers included in this service is because they are underwritten by lloyds of london which is a big insurance provider and so every person using the service is insured up to fifty thousand dollar worth of assets so in any case that something like that would happen uh, you would have to go through the, the insurance claim uh and then you could you could get like if you have uh if you have proof that that you've been robbed or something that someone has forced you, then obviously they're going to reinsure you. They're going to reimburse what you lost in that scenario. In, in the world that we're moving into, people need to understand security in general. Personal security, physical security, cybersecurity, it's just the world we're moving into, guys. So in other words, stack your stats safely, self-custody, learn how to use firearms, learn jujitsu. <laughs> Buy coffee hey, and coffee. rice. <laughs> Hate to jump in. Great to see you guys. I'm actually boarded. We're getting ready to back up from the gate. I'll see you in Miami in about one hour. Awesome. And uh, man, what a week this is going to be. Uh, yes, um, DMs have been blowing up by people that procrastinated. We are sold out. But I get. I guess there's a black market um, thing going around. So every time I find someone that is unable to attend for any reason. I will try to hook you up with a with a buyer. So yeah, the, I feel like a drug dealer right now. There's a black market and talk happy hour flood party tickets. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did he just? Did anybody else hear that? You're you're pretty broken. Yeah, you're broken. You're in the matrix, Nate. Buy better. Internet. I must be picking.
Alex, your comment with, uh, you know, security, I think it just, it just flew under the radar a little bit. It flies under the radar in general. And I think we've just been as Americans, as it makes me think of Gladstein's book, um, you know, your financial privilege. And we've, we've been very privileged in the West where we've been able to continually let our, our freedoms slip away in the name of, of some, you know, I don't know, just pr- proposed security, I guess. I don't know what it is exactly. Patriotism. Uh, ease. Yeah, patriotism, ease, whatever, convenience. Uh, and, and we're not there yet. And that's why I think well, we still have a lot of these conversations and people just don't get it. They're looking for those aesthetics and ease and things like that because we still have it too good. And that's what's scary. That's very scary to me because we see what's going down the path or what's coming down the path, the pattern recognition of where that's going. And we're just not at that 3% yet of, uh, of, the, of the patriots, uh, like you said, Peter, that, that can see that yet. And, and that's why I think it's very important to learn that security because it's, it is the trade-off that people make for freedom. So it's, that's going to be huge going forward. Jeff Ross, good morning. What's up? Morning, Alex. Morning, everybody. Happy Miami week for people who are going. I hope it's incredible. Pubby, you might not be able to hear me anymore, but I hope you have a safe flight. Uh, sorry to be missing the uh, Toxic Happy Hour party. I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited for uh, all the stuff that's going on there. Hopefully the Bitcoiners will far outweigh and overpower all of the uh, crypto nonsense that's uh, alongside of it as well. I'm I'm glad Swan has a big presence there as well. We need uh, just some staunch Bitcoiners, you know, to throw down. Yeah, we're all going to be hanging out either at Swan House or a Toxic Happy Hour Pled Party and all of the side events. And now and then, some of us are going to venture into the uh, the battleground of the actual shitcoinery and, yeah, do that, I guess. Yep, they need to learn about Bitcoin, too. So, you know, they're, everyone is wayward. They're, everyone is either a pre-Bitcoiner or a Bitcoiner. So for the pre-Bitcoiners, you know, we got to be uh, ever patient and, uh, you know, instructive towards them. And every once in a while, throw down. No, that's well said. You're right. We shouldn't judge too hard, I guess, is what it is, right? Like, who are we to judge? I right. Bought I'm a, the chief. I bought Ethereum one time. Yeah, right on. I mean, I'm the chief of sinners, right? I was a D-Gen crypto trader from like 2015 to 2018. So, uh, you know. I, I got I had to get slapped okay. around for a while. I had to lose all my Bitcoin and, and and realize what it was I did and how stupid I was. But so some people are just still on the early parts of that journey. DGen crypto and then that wasn't volatile enough for me. So then I went into uh DGen options on leverage and uh got wrecked a couple times. <laughs> Love That's getting awesome. wrecked with derivatives. Nothing better. You know what's funny? I have people that contact me all the time asking me about trading stuff and i'm like yo man don't you listen to the just listen to the show listen to the the horror stories from wicked and ant and however many guys that we've had on here talking about it man very very smart people too by the way the funny thing is everybody thinks they're smart enough to outsmart the market and outsmart all the super super smart dudes who've already tried this and got wrecked not to mention the insiders. I mean, it's all about there's, there's people who just have an edge, especially in crypto. That you you do not have the edge unless you are minting the coins yourself or rubbing shoulders with the people not who are minting those coins. Not to mention the algo traders and and having access to the order books and seeing the order books. I mean, this is the kind of, this kind of stuff has been going on for a long time in the equities markets, let alone 
in in Bitcoin, where these exchanges are are very opaque under the hood, yeah. right? Yeah, unregulated offshore exchanges that are trading against you. Not to mention good luck. Hundred percent trading against you. So just as a side, I just want to say that recently um, I was uh, shorting uh, 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 Credit One Financial, and it turns out that um, that uh, Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway was the person I was was the entity I was trading against. Wow! No wonder that was a losing proposition. Watch out, Peter. Jamie Dimon's coming for you. Didn't Jamie Dimon? Didn't they just? Uh... Call for uh, a ban on short selling the bank. Oh, he said that he said that they should be persecuted by the fullest extent of the law. Yeah, anybody <laughs> anybody who anybody who tweets about bank runs should be put in jail. That's incredible. Hey, we all have to admit to our to our degeneracy and our mistakes as well as our uh, as well as our successes. All right. So, what, Alex, last... one last thing. Bringing it back to Bitcoin. If if I had only just taken those assets that I that I was gambling with in the derivatives markets and put them into Bitcoin, I would have been so much better off. It's just crazy. But these I are lessons that, have to, like that I have to learn, right? Just like with Ledger, just like with everything else that we talk about. These are just lessons that you kind of got to learn. I think, I mean, one, one, one more thing just before we move on, like, I understand for a lot of people, they feel like they're in a financial situation where like, you know, saving, you know, penny pinching and saving a dollar here, a dollar there, or if you're denominating in sats, a few thousand sats here, a few thousand sats there, it feels like you're getting nowhere, right? It feels like you can't save in that way. I get it. Like I was there too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so you feel like you have to trade, you know, you, you trade, you trade and maybe you're going to get enough, you know this next month that you'll be able to pay your bills and then have some on top. But I mean, this is a losing mindset. And I think that inevitably you end up with fewer uh, Satoshis than if you had just, you know, tried to save as, as, as much as you can, even if it's only a few thousand sets a week or a month. I mean, honestly, like it will add up, you know, it, like, and it's crazy. Probably... It's crazy because it's completely, I mean, I'm 59 years old and I've been, I've been in the market since uh, the mid eighties, you know, and it's crazy because, because it's such a simple kind of concept. That's so hard to grasp that you can just put it into this one asset. And over time, you're going to, your, your time and value is going to be fine. And it's just, I've been taught it's so hard to get rid of this fiat mentality, this fiat virus that has infected me. It is so hard to get rid of. And I have approximately 90% of my assets in Bitcoin and I still fuck around and find out. Well, it's your, I mean, it's, it's that saving mechanism, right, Peter? So, I mean, so many people grew up with this mindset over the last century of save, save, save and from the great depression and the babies of the great depression all, all the way on up. We've all and been- and post nineteen seventy one, save 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 was put into the stock market, put into real estate, put into these other things because you can't save it in dollars. Yeah, now it's borrow and spend. Hey, hey, real quick, Alex, I just put up in the nest. Cold card just tweeted this out: fifteen percent discount on MK fours. And by the way, I need to know: is blue, purple, orange, green? Uh, are, are are these are these more aesthetic? Is this more aesthetically pleasing here? No, is this gold the plated. IMAC gold of, of we hardware need the gold wallets? Plated. Alex, what do you I want? want? 
I want that orange and the green. I think TC, I think you're suffering from the engineer mind disconnect between aesthetics and, and technical. Things. Where's the crumb? Where's the crumb? For the no, no, no. Hold on. Alex has a point because you've never seen a cold card hanging off of a coach bag. And as I recall, it was last year when coach came out with their little carrier for the ledger. I mean, it is really a branding thing. Oh it's, my it's... God. You know what? Somebody needs to like make a, a like make a company that's, what is that company that prints the cases? They need to do bling cases. If they start doing There's people cases, doing that, Alex. Are... You can get a chrome case for your cold card. It's out there. Yeah, but bling. What I got to ask no, is bling. who are you showing it to? Crypto who are cloak? you showing it off to, huh? Are you wearing it around your neck? Is this the new bling? What, what's going on here? Are you yeah, NGMI man. or what? So I'm in We're entering the new age. Speaking of Miami. Wicked, where is your ledger? What the hell? I'm going to get a, I'm gonna get a thick rope chain and hang a... Uh, MK4 this, this like many Final things, Alex, form. This, like many things is also an IQ test. <laughs> Take it to the range before he goes to the beach with it. God, we are so mean. Hey, speaking of the range, you know, you can see through the case on the cold card. It's got a little thing where it says shoot here. Hey, speaking of if the you want to oh destroy the device, it shows you where to shoot it. You have to shoot it two, in two different places now. Right, because there's two secure elements on the MK4. Quick, quick reminder too. Back to a couple minutes ago. If you save what a dollar each month for five years, that's sixty bucks. That's what is that? Two thirty, two fifty, two seventy, two hundred seventy thousand sats. That's what two point one quadrillion divided by eight billion people. That's what everyone has. That's what's available to you. Hold on, hold on. Let's set the bar higher. Let's say a dollar a day. Well, people, just people a dollar a day, people. Yes, Peter, but people, not everyone, there's a lot of people that are going into debt, right? Most people can't even afford $500 emergency payment. So if you can find a dollar a month somewhere. No, nah, man, I, I don't agree with that. I don't, here's the thing. When it you comes don't, you to don't this, agree with the stat? No, I don't, I don't agree. Look, so there's a thing, there's a concept where is if you cannot be trusted with the small things, you cannot be trusted with the big things. And how you handle the small things is an indication of how you handle the big things. So even if your monthly budget is a hundred dollars a month. You need to discipline yourself to figure out how to take a dollar out of that hundred and invest it instead of spending. I, I I get it. I know what it's like. Yeah, I'm not arguing that to be in survival. Well, that's I'm the most worried. important aspect of of saving. Yeah, I was just arguing the point that people. Someone made the point earlier that they don't think it's worth it, or it's it's more fun to you know get into DGen stuff, right? Everyone talking about DGen stuff. But my point was. There's only so many 250,000 sats per human being on the planet. So you don't realize that just by doing a little bit over time, it builds up and it becomes something, something very, very big. That was my point with it. These things are also interrelated because the whole thing about savings, you guys should read this book. If you've never read this book and you're, and you're in survival mode and you're struggling to save, hear me right now. Listen to me. Go buy the book. The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Clayson. The Richest Man in Babylon. Go read that book. It, it might be the most important thing you've ever read in your life. I want to jump in and give my two Satoshis. I agree. Um, Alex said something important there. It's a discipline. And we've had this conversation a few times on the spaces. A lot of people can't afford it. They just don't have the discipline, right? They go out and buy Let's say shoes, Gucci, coach, you know, bunch of shit, drinks, alcohol, weed, you know, club, you know, shit that doesn't really appreciate in value. It actually depreciates over time. So I actually just posted in the nest. I did a video two days ago 
Um, and pretty much if you guys would have just, you know, did a hundred bucks a week, just starting seven years ago, you know, you would have turned 18,000 into $119,000 just by DCA, right? That's not trading in being degen, right? Being a degen and losing your bread as we've all done. And we all had to learn our, our lessons the hard way, right? But um, this just shows you the power of DCA. Even doing a dollar a day was amazing um, as well. But, you know, you just have to discipline yourself and make sure that you're you're just you have to take full responsibility and accountability for your actions. So I think I think 50 bucks a week is not too hard for someone to do anybody to do. Um, and if you and if you are struggling, like I mentioned previously, you know, this Uber Eats, there's there's Lyft, there's. Um, DoorDash. There's all these other side hustles that you can do to make some extra money. So I don't want to hear none of those fucking excuses. But see, Chris, can smoke all the time. Chris, totally agree with you. And getting into a community that isn't spending but is saving is critical. You have to find a community of people that have the same values that encourage you to move forward with with saving. I mean. That's what Stack Chain is. That's what Orange Pill is. That's God what Swan Cafe Bitcoin is. You just gotta find a community that can that can help you get there. And and to Chris's point, if if you are struggling financially, you aren't running a side hustle. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You you gotta be. You have you have a certain amount of time that basically is not discretionary, right? You you get up every day. You have to do your hygiene stuff. You have to you know, do your stuff to, to stay alive, whether you're eating or whatever, then you might, maybe you work for a certain amount of time. That's not discretionary time, but when you're not working between that period of time, when you're not working, you're not sleeping, you're not doing basic survival stuff. This is what we call discretionary time. If you're not using that discretionary time to change your situation, you're doing it wrong. Can you hear me now, Alex? Yes. Good. If you've got more time than money, you're a fool. Get out there and grind um, straight up. You're, you're just wasting yourself away. Uh, well, one thing I want to say is if it just, I've been waiting to let me go. Um, if, if you're one of those people that we're talking about that's on the edge, you're underwater, you can barely breathe because everything is so expensive around you, move. Tribes in history, whenever there was a lack of resources around them, i.e. food, i.e. game, i.e. water, they moved to where it was easier to live. If it, if you're in New York or you're in San Francisco and you're not making $300,000 a year, you are under middle class. There are people making forty dollars to $60,000 in the middle of America that are doing well. They are saving money, they are raising families, and they are doing well with their own home. Move. It costs an $80 bus ticket and a couple hours doing research before you do it. Get on the phone, look at new, where jobs are, look at what you can do. If you don't have any skills, make one up. There are, there are companies out there that need a gopher, that need to do the shit work to take care of stuff that other people don't want to do. Dude, if you, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, we, and we got a couple of minutes left. I totally agree with you, Nate. Here's one thing. If, if you're a young person and you're connected to the internet, study AI study how it works, learn how to write prompt, learn everything about AI you can, because I'll tell you something, people who are ex experts in AI are going to have a massive, massive edge over people who are not. All right, we got five minutes left. Let's make, let's think about some closing comments if anybody Just wants to make any. Addicts for my 
and the tools to repair them are all online and there are going to be a high demand for people that can repair miners in the future. Oh, there's it's like free. there's a it's company free. that's doing classes in this. Like you can do like an internship where you're learning how to repair Bitcoin miners. And and Nate's right. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Also, back to your AI comment, uh, if you've ever wished that you could code and you kind of like feel like that ship has sailed, here here it is again. Here's your opportunity. Um, there's a lot of people out there who just are using willpower and uh you know some time along with ai to code things up and you use ai as your developer to help you start with small little snippets of code and build something like it's i'm i'm actually blown away how much i'm seeing this now so it's it's very very powerful you can supercharge your own abilities if you know how to use the right tools just real quick on what Nate was saying, I agree with that. You're not a tree, right? You guys can move. So if you are in, you know, I always talk shit about New York and California just because it's so wild in certain uh, cities there, especially San Francisco and L.A. with the homelessness and New York with the crime. It's like you guys are not trees. If you don't like where you are, move. Yeah, the importance of just getting into Bitcoin and, and increasing your education and, and increasing those around you is massive because at the end of the day, we know that you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. And I think in this, we, going back to the savings mentality and just you know doing a dollar a day, you know, changing your habits and your, your responsibility and your accountability, we know that when you, once you get into Bitcoin, you do that even more. It forces you to do that and kind of recalibrate all of your thinking because this fiat system we currently have is the antithesis of that. It, it's continually incentivizing spending out your tits and and just going into you know mass uh, you know chaos basically so doing what you can to get in and educate yourself and educate those around you because that's going to recalibrate society into a uh, a true saver society and and capital and equity yeah i think of it like the gold rush you know like it wasn't just the gold miners that made a lot of money you know entire industries were born out of that gold rush back then you know and other companies i mean it's the miners but there's also the service providers the operation people the product developers the you know advisors whatever it is there's just like it's wide open there's apps there's all kinds of things that you could try to find you know a way to make money and try to get into this gold rush be a part of it Join us, join the network, get some Bitcoin, get it going, learn it. And for those of you who didn't know, this is Cafe Bitcoin. It's also like a self-help, self-improvement channel. Bruce and Cruz Bull slash personal development channel. <laughs> All right. That's pretty much a wrap, guys. What a fun conversation today, man. We went hard. In regards to Ledger, I want to thank David again for coming up here and presenting the other side of the argument. It was very cool. Well, we're pretty much out of time. We're going to be doing this one hour a day, every day this week, covering, as usual, Bitcoin. Also, what's going on at the conference. By the way, we gave away 10 general admission tickets to the Bitcoin 2023 conference yesterday here live on this show. Uh, thanks to everybody who came up and shared their stories and told us why they wanted to go. Some of these things were really heartwarming. Very cool. 
we have one couple that we invited us to the Swan House Mansion tonight for the private Swan uh, Swan private kickoff party. Congratulations to them. Not going to dox them, but they're going to be my personal guests tonight. For those who missed these chances, we're going to find other ways to hook you guys up. Uh, we've got Pacific Bitcoin coming up in October. That is going to be the next awesome, awesome, awesome thing. So we'll talk more about that here as we go. Anything else that you guys want to hit? Like major, major things before I wrap here? Air gap your sats. Yeah, and those stories yesterday were actually fucking awesome. Like I almost, I was had to go and then someone started talking and those were awesome. You guys should try to do that like every uh, week or two and just share a bunch of like these orange pilling stories. Those are really fucking cool. Thanks for the feedback, man. Appreciate that. Just real quick, Alex. This morning, the European Union passed law uh, requiring identification for all crypto transactions. Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Good luck enforcing that. The lizards cry. When the lizards cry, we should make the song. All right, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You've been listening to Cafe Bitcoin, the place for your morning news, preferred hangout for some of the smartest minds in the industry. This is also a podcast on Fountain, Spotify, and Apple. Thanks to Swan Bitcoin, the sponsor of this show, my crew, and Peter Satch for Life Wicked, producer Jacob. I'm your host, Alex Danzig, and I work with Swan. If you want to know more, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to help you. Thanks to our regular crew, all the guys that come up here on, on the regular, some very smart people who share about Bitcoin. Appreciate you guys. I really do. And I admire you for spending your personal time teaching people about what we call this bright orange future. That's also what we call getting on the mission. If you don't know what that means, hang out. You'll figure it out. Love all you guys. Everybody go out there and have a great day today. And crush it.